0: hey girlies welcome to crisis twink the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies whether it's a flop album an insane headline a problematic favor just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs my name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is the co-host of one of my absolute favorite music podcasts, Spinner's Club. It's Fleetwood Max. Hi. Hi. What a joy to have you on, a true like cultural expert today.
1: Uh, I don't know if I'd call myself an expert, but someone with a lot of opinions.
0: <laughs> well, what better way to share an opinion than a podcast like I was just thinking the other day that a podcast is such a good way to monetize being like weird off-putting and opinionated not saying that you're any of those things but opinionated but as someone who hits that trifecta I'm like Right. This is a get rich quick strategy.
1: I'm also not making money off of my podcast. So just anybody listening, you know, if you really wanna uh subscribe to support me, feel free. Or subscribe to this pod to support, right?
0: Yeah, we have a listener support option. Ooh, getting the money talk right out of the way. Um yeah, I mean, I don't really do much for it. It's just like ads for anchor. No, that makes sense. It's i don't know people like i remember there was that article in the new york times like two years ago about this group of like bushwick layabouts who started their own you know talking at a tabletop podcast and they Mm -hmm. quit after four episodes because they said that they weren't making money and i was like honey four episodes
1: (laughs) yeah no 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 yeah yeah (laughs) I feel like, like there, ours has been around for a year. But yeah, I was also never expecting to make money off of it.
0: No, I like there are celebrities with podcasts who like don't make money off of their podcasts. Exactly, like, exactly. It is such a weird, I mean, it is just like
1: such an oversaturated space. Like, Right, like who doesn't have a podcast at this point?
0: <laughs> now, literally every celebrity does. Like I, have you been watching um, Ultimate Girls Trip?
1: um I have yes
0: okay six out of those eight women have or have had podcasts at one point in
1: time yeah they're definitely like the fired real housewife or like real housewife trying to diversify to like podcast kind of pipeline yeah no for sure
0: and it's weird how like I mean there is just this cotted industry of people or like fired housewives like going on each other's podcast like it is very like snake eating its own tail like telling the same stories about like like heather thompson reveals all early i
1: have to hear heather thompson talk about that luann incident one more time like just like no one cares anymore like
0: she doesn't need it either because she has a career unlike a lot of these women like she has a career outside of the show doing like marketing or whatever the fuck like she doesn't yeah. need to be doing this outside of a drive for her own fame
1: i feel like she has a career but she needs a hobby
0: yeah but like tv can't be your hobby
1: yeah yeah no i agree Ugh. and does wait are you counting eva and those six people because i feel like technically a talk radio show is like
0: it's a the, podcast
1: it's just live
0: it is but at least hers is like the ricky smiley show has been on
1: right like, no no, no, no. i mean it's it's yeah. a little bit more prestigious than just like slapping your name on a podcast yeah. but at the end of the day she's still kind of doing the same thing so
0: there's a shred of dignity to it though like
1: radio at this point is like yeah no that's fair an
0: old man's format but it is like it's like a legacy format still.
1: Right. Well, I mean, also there's like no dignity to doing a podcast with Teddy Mellencamp. No. Like as much <laughs> as I love Tamara, like I'm, there's just no dignity to that.
0: I'm loving Tamara this season specifically. Like she really wore out her welcome for me by the end of OC. Like, not that I'm the biggest OC fan in the first place, but she she is such like a good voice of reason. Because she is also just a little bit crazy to the point where it's not boring. Like, she's, like, the straight man, but it's not boring to watch her.
1: Yeah, I feel like she's somebody that, like, the producers really like to latch on to because she's somebody who will kind of work with them. Like, Mm -hmm. she gets the vision of, like, what needs to happen and understands, like, when she needs to, like, kind of move on from something I think that's, like, a big problem with, like, Vicky had. Like, she just harps on something forever. Yeah. And eventually it's, like, beating a dead horse. And it's, like, the audience doesn't want to see, you know, one argument get dragged out through an entire season. Like, you do kind of need, like, the Rony model where, like, there's a conflict and it's resolved by the next episode. And then there's another yeah. conflict.
0: And, like, f- focusing on the humor in tandem with the conflict is is like essential like that's i think why yeah. girl strip is working so well like the con there are like 10 conflicts an episode and eight women who are like
1: quote machines right what i will say is to like all of those women San, maybe like taylor and eva are like pretty good at making fun of themselves for the most part which i think is kind of like uh the Irish, i should say they don't really take themselves super seriously yeah i guess dorinda's kind of getting up there now with me no offense like i feel like a lot of people love dorinda but i feel like she's starting to like really take herself way too seriously i
0: i am a dorinda lover historically i think she's unwatchable right now like yeah
1: she... no no no. i have like a couple people who are like solid dorinda like stands, love her saying like even yeah it's getting like bad okay. I
0: thought her layoff was gonna be good for her. Like she could take the time to reassess. And I do, when she says pause, like I do believe that Andy would have her back on the show or whatever this like um, Mm -hmm. Roni legacy reboot is in a heartbeat. But she's like worse than ever, crueler than ever. It's starting at like 7.30 in the morning. Like I I don't, it's really hard to watch.
1: Yeah, it's- yeah i don't like it's it's hard to watch for me in the same way that i find like kim richards really hard to watch as like somebody who had like has immediate family that well i guess not immediate family but um like very close family that has like addiction problems Mm -hmm. like it's so just like you're like oh my god like this is just so hard to watch like watching someone else do this and like the way they'll oh like It just makes me uneasy. And I feel like that's kind of how I'm starting to feel about Dorinda. And I like, whereas I always found it kind of, you know, like the drunk clip it like, you know, it was entertaining. And now it's gone like a step past that. And it's just way too far. I think
0: Brandy is also on that level for me too. But she's had to play defensive so much this season that I don't think we see the sad
1: side of her come out
0: but she is just much more of like a party girl than dorinda is
1: yeah what i'll say is like i for the most part like brandy like when she says something drunk and stupid to the women i do think that they're kind of just like waiting for her to do that so they can bounce on whatever it is because sometimes they do completely overreact um but yeah, yeah, yeah i i do i feel like brandy i used to find brandy really unenjoyable but like in retrospect watching season two back like none of them even gave her a chance no
0: not at all because she was she's not trashy but like at the time i remember reading people like back in like 9, 2010 when all the Leanne stuff was going down like i can see why people thought that brandy because she was so, like, anti liam like, and inland was so famous and, like, beloved. Mm-hmm. Like, how she would be the villain, and people would have those preconceived notions. But, like, yeah, you watch it back, like, she was, and this is such an overused word, but, like, bullied by the women.
1: Like, yeah. well like she was kind of like behaving like a caged animal like they'd like Mm -hmm. throw her in this room with these women who clearly did not like her Mm -mm. and just feed her a bunch of alcohol and wait for her to get cornered and them all to yell at her and then like of course she's gonna like act out and scream at them like she's in complete distress
0: yeah like her biggest problem and it always has been this like she is just the worst communicator like, yeah. she she brings these, like, nukes to a knife fight, and they're j- it's just too much. Like, the only thing that I thought she said all this season that's been, like, beyond heinous was her saying that Taylor was only successful on the show because her husband killed himself, or whatever she said, like, this past episode.
1: So... That is, was that, is that exactly what she said? Because, like, I feel like I I should have been paying closer attention because it happened so quick. It was I just thought she said it was your, oh, okay. I thought she yeah. just said your husband was the successful one.
0: It was, that was the, they kept that part in so people knew what she was talking about
1: right but they bleep the actual the like, comment okay that makes yeah. more sense because i was like why are they all like i was like technically like she's just telling the truth like yeah he made the money did you see the new girls trip cast
0: yeah i was not well not
1: ha- i'm not happy about it
0: i'm a little bit more happy well okay let's actually get into our first topic or our first oh, game okay. because this okay, is a i'm good sorry segue, actually no no this just happened to be like this so we're gonna play go call the governor I'm going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history. And today it's all recent because they all basically happened today. You are going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. So No good. wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Okay. Let's fine. Okay. Topic number one, Jen Shah pleads guilty. We knew this was coming. <laughs>
1: Um, we need to call the governor. We need to call the president. We need to call the United Nations. We need to pardon her. I, I like. We need to get her out of jail. She yeah. is one of the only enjoyable things I find on Salt Lake City. Even like her like crazy meltdowns, I feel like are somehow more compelling than whatever you know, Whitney and like Heather are doing. God knows what. Um, I but i'm a little biased because i don't like i just feel like i find them both annoying
0: yeah they're easily my least two favorite and i don't get why heather specifically is such a fan favorite on salt lake
1: no i i agree i don't really think that she contributes anything beyond maybe a relatable voice in a confessional but like i i feel like she's very kind of like drama in the sense that like if she wants to yell at somebody like she'll make up a reason to but then she'll also make up a reason to like completely i don't know like is she just i don't want to say even she plays both sides but like she doesn't get into
0: the fray enough
1: and yeah like i don't she has know whitney get
0: drunk and like bulldoze through things the only so they're, they're the two that are going to go to circle back on Girls Trip Season 3. The yes. only reason why I would be excited to see the two of them is because they are on the outs right now, specifically about Heather's continuing support of Jen. And they're supposed to start filming in Thailand next week. So that could be interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is Whitney anti-Jen still, or did she turn with Heather?
0: Whitney is anti-Jen and Lisa is anti-Jen. So the two factions right now are Whitney and Lisa. They have some like unholy alliance. And then two of the new girls, because they've brought in three new girls to like test film. Oh, okay. And then Meredith, Heather, Jen, and Angie Harrington from last season. The woman who looks like Sarah Paulson. Mm Mm-hmm are on the other side.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, do I think Jen Shaw did all of that? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, But I just, like, she's truly, like, one of the only people, and I feel like this maybe comes up a little bit later with my emergency, but, like, it truly just kind of, like, I feel like she's made for housewives and, like, she finally found, you know, a real true way to make money. <laughs> yeah like she doesn't have to scam people anymore
0: and it you know i mean she's been doing it for years but it sucks that she found her higher calling and then immediately got into trouble and then perversely getting in trouble is what makes her so watchable like salt lake city is such a dud for me on a lot of levels but i agree i i jen is a star i think lisa is a star too but i know that's kind of that's more of like a niche like the Twitterverse yeah, I mean, thinks that more so than the, the general public, I think.
1: I really do think Lisa is a star, but like, yeah, even like, I feel like she's a star, but in a completely like different way oh, yeah. on like the show than Jen is. I just feel like Jen kind of, it. Jen feels like they built the cast of that show kind of around her. Yeah. And so it's hard to imagine where the show would go without her because I don't really trust it in any of the other ladies' hands, even though she wasn't ever steering the show to begin with. No. I don't know why. She just always felt the most, like, real housewives kind of over-the-top, larger-than-life. And, and the rest of, of it... them just kind of felt like support. For sure.
0: A lot of it definitely felt like a put-on, especially season one. But, mm-hmm. like, once you peeled, you peeled her back a little bit, and it was the same angry vicious rageaholic who somehow is like funny and like weird and likable somehow Mm -hmm. at the same time, like it just, she's a very genuine character. So it sucks that she is, I mean, she did bad things, but she apparently from what I have read. Is probably going to be sentenced to somewhere in between 13 to 14 years in prison.
1: Yeah. So that I I saw in the kind of breakdown that they are asking, they pled guilty under the like is that like a concession what would that be called under the
0: i know what you're talking about yeah
1: i I can't think of the word i think it's called an
0: alford plea um they just did in the staircase too like it it's essentially like you're pleading guilty to a slightly reduced charge
1: yeah well like you're pleading guilty under the condition that they will not sentence you for longer than and then in their thing it was 168 months Months. i believe yeah Yeah. which roughly equivalent to 14 i think it's like 13 and a couple months
0: so and i initially took that to mean that she was gonna get like maybe four years and then the rest of the sentence like commuted somehow yeah that does not appear to be the case because stewart her former assistant accomplice and like now he's like turned over and is a witness or was a witness for the prosecution Uh he got six years plus five um i don't remember the exact legal phrasing but like a it's like suspended release i think so he can he's essentially like under house arrest for an additional five years so that's 11 years for the guy who wasn't even in charge of it like I think she really taking yeah I I I shudder to think what she would have gotten had she pled not guilty
1: yeah no I I definitely think it would have been bad um I do think that Stewart probably did have a lot more of a role in it than kind of is being advertised um but that's just like a personal hunch just because I don't think Jen was really day-to-day running those operations
0: it's, I don't know the inner workings of phone scams like that too much. I hope that, yeah. So the FBI hears that. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like... I,
1: I genuinely don't. I just always assumed that she was kind of putting up capital and like yeah. kind of like connecting things. But at the grand scheme, I always assumed that she probably had people under her kind of working day to day operations. But she cause... made calls oh there if you go to um oh that's i can hear them because i've heard them on twitter yeah, yeah yeah
0: um i think Tamara tattles who always has the scoop she was she surfaced a bunch of them from ron richards who is the lawyer in the case against erica who yeah. is like a huge like thirst queen and is also like always is like giving insight to the bravo sphere but like he somehow got recordings and leaked them to her. love that for him yeah i don't know how you can be an attorney and do that but i wonder um, if he
1: was like able to go into like then sort of like have like another attorney in that state like go into the evidence and send them to him
0: that seems like it should be illegal like i've watched oh i'm FB, sure it probably SBA is i think that that's illegal
1: but but there's also like a lot of illegal things that you can do and never actually get punished for sure <laughs> we see knows? that every day exactly <laughs>
0: Well, I feel bad for Jen's kids. I feel bad for Coach Shaw. I feel bad for Andy Cohen because he is going to have to cancel this franchise. Like, all these new Bravo. I mean, I haven't watched Dubai or Miami, but I've heard, like, that they're kind of They've been doing
1: such a bad job in vetting these people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like,
1: Jen. Have you been, did you watch the new Orange County season? Like, the most recent one? I watched a
0: little bit of it. Um, I saw that. that the plastic surgeon lady was also like a grifter somehow.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The um oh yeah yeah, kind of. I forgot about her. She was like barely on the show. Yeah. Um no, the uh the the other new girl that was on the show, the Noella girl, oh. where like her husband like just leaves her. Yeah, that was probably the most just like fake for tv storyline i think i've ever watched in my life and like i just don't understand why they're like letting i I feel like they're just letting fans on the show
0: now yeah and that doesn't it doesn't work like no what though on girls trip i do find it charming when eva who is clearly like a longtime fan of all these shows like geeks out over like meeting vicky for the first time like all that like that's kind of charming to me but also eva's never felt like i'm i'm liking her on this season but she definitely feels like an audience surrogate more than an actual housewife and maybe that's just because i knew her from eva's um, just always felt
1: that way to me for like atlanta even on her seasons on atlanta she felt like very much that she kind of like she was more of just like a narrator, like an audience perspective, yeah. almost sometimes the way that like, and I loved her for it. But I think she did it right. Carol's first season, she very much felt like kind of like the normal person, the audience yeah. person who's like, what are these women like talking about? Like, this makes no sense. Um, Kind of like poking absurdity of everything that they do. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like with Ava, it's kind of, I don't know. Ava is someone who's never really been able to put out like a compelling housewives line or like storyline.
0: I think she also she is very much like a minor league housewife and she got thrown into Atlanta, which has the biggest personalities, arguably, out of any of the cities. Like mm-hmm she is a nice normal funny person who i think would do really well i think she would kill it on beverly hills i think she would do well in new york even like these days like she's you can't go up against a nini or a kenya or Marlowe or like any of these like real heavy hitters like you it's yeah. hard to like
1: well, my thing is like she could kind of hold her own in an argument with those women, but the problem is like when she wasn't arguing with them, there was nothing for her to talk about. Yeah. She and, couldn't talk about her personal life because of like legal issues and the like that, which sucks. But then at the same time, it's like, so then what are you gonna talk about? Like And she was always pregnant.
0: So like that yeah. just kinda, you know, I mean, like that's a beautiful miracle of life, but it's also not a compelling TV storyline. And the show already had Cynthia, who is, like, already just kind of a beautiful zero. I love her, but I'm sorry. Like, she didn't right. do much. And at least, like you can't at least
1: Cynthia do. was, like, a real supermodel and not, like... I mean, granted, like, Ava was, like, big. I mean, I remember yeah. her on America's Next Top Model. Don't get me wrong, but, like,
0: I mean... No, you're right. You're, you're absolutely like it's, right. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we do have to move on to our next topic here. Um, my 9-11 of the week... Two men badly burned at Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Hampton store. Or Goop Hampton store after S'mores incident explosion. Does the Covenant need to be called?
1: No. Okay. Gwyneth Paltrow has it under control.
0: I think she does too. But I was surprised that I mean, not that she's like the store manager, especially of like the East Quahog Goop store or whatever the fuck it is. But like, right. I was surprised she let this happen.
1: I, I, I love Gwyneth Paltrow because I think she understands that there should be a healthy amount of chaos and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that. Um, I feel like I could totally, I think the only thing is like marshmallows don't seem very Gwyneth Paltrow or like toasting marshmallows doesn't seem very Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe yeah. decorating them and not eating them at all. But, um, yeah. Or like maybe they maybe they burned and caught fire because there was some weird sugar substitute so Um, what happened is
0: actually even crazier it was store employees and they were using i believe butane like Mm. accelerant
1: okay they were pouring it
0: into emptied out candle um like candle holders
1: Oh, yeah, because there's that, like, new thing where people just, like, light gas on fire, and these idiots probably thought it was the same thing.
0: Yes, and it <laughs> created a literal explosion. Like, it was regular marshmallows, which is, like, very, you're right, very anti-goop. Like, marshmallows are essentially just sugar and horse bones.
1: Do you think they used, like, Jet Puff, like, the, like, gym, like, the <laughs> brand, or do you think they, like, went and actually got, like, a fussy?
0: Wow. I feel, I only know, like, the one brand of marshmallows. I feel like it's, like, a Kleenex situation where, like, you wouldn't buy anything else. Right. It's just, it's Jet Puff.
1: Jet- <laughs> I just want to know, like, what the employees of the Goop store were like, you know, what would make today better? Roasting marshmallows to make, shmo- like, s'mores in the middle of the summer.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, like, a fun summertime activity. But, like, in the store, though, like, that... That is just so crazy to me. Like doing it inside.
1: Have you ever been in a goop store? I don't oh, live in a big no. city, so I've never been able, like, I've never had the option to go into one. But I, I really do want to go into one.
0: I wish I, cause she's one of my three favorite celebs, period. Like, I, I know she is like a snake oil saleswoman, but like, I do love her. But all, when I lived in LA, all the goop stores and goop affiliated stores were. Mm-hmm like 10 miles away from me like in like malibu santa monica and i just didn't go over there ever so i've been like moon juice but that's not
1: yeah my dream is to go to the one that's in that like hawaiian resort oh yeah Um, it's like literally part of the resort um Mm -hmm. i just felt like that would be really fun for absolutely no reason uh, but, no, I also love Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, noted snake oil saleswoman, yeah. CEO. Um, but I feel like she, like, knows her lane. Like, I feel like she's like, oh, no, I'm just selling this to rich women who will buy anything. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's, like, actually going out there and being like, no, like, this is, like, actually healthy. I feel like she's just like, oh, this might be healthy. We don't know. Yeah, like, she she
0: works within the margins in a way that i appreciate like a lot of it is like pseudosciencey weird stuff yeah but it just like, never
1: feels like predatory to me i guess no, definitely
0: not it's delivered like with a wink in a way that i really appreciate like she knows that this is all a little ridiculous but like yeah i mean she she has a brand and she's stuck with it and like does it better than
1: anyone else too. like that's the other big part of it like if yeah like, like- courtney kardashian literally had to come out with like what poosh or whatever yeah. after because she wanted to be like her
0: well court. i mean i've gotten in trouble recent in recent weeks for like smearing courtney on the pot and i am sorry to anyone who is offended about me calling her a bad mother i stand by those words but i'm sorry for the phrasing and the terminology that i used um i do think like Courtney is such an imitator in every way and like has just never found anything that she's stuck to or like, it d- seems like she's enjoyed doing. And I, I, Gwyneth is being very charitable to let her ride the coattails like this.
1: I say that. I could not have said about Um Yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree. But no, no. Have you ever watched, um, this is like, just only a little bit related. Have you ever watched Dollface?
0: is that the cat denning show
1: yeah so it's a cat uh-huh. dennings i think it's like a hulu original or something yeah it's made by margot robbie's production company and she actually makes like a brief cameo in it but um so cat dennings it's cat dennings um shay mitchell and brenda song are like okay. the, kind of the main three characters a fun, that's a fun oh fun it's threesome. really yeah I, I have not watched the second season. Um, and. I didn't hear much about it, so I don't think it was good. I think but, it
0: got canceled after this. Yeah, season.
1: I really enjoyed the first season because they all work for what is supposed to be Gwyneth Paltrow's, like, ambiguous celebrity kind of equivalent in this yeah. universe. And they work at, like, Goop. And there's an episode where, like, she, like, takes them on a retreat. So they're just constantly kind of mocking Gwyneth Paltrow throughout the show in, like, a very, like, funny way. Like, yeah kind of mocking the kind of pseudoscience-y, like, oh, I don't know. I, I just think it's a very funny uh, portrayal of her.
0: Yeah, I, I'll have to check it out because I like all of those people a lot. Like, yeah. I love Kat. D- I didn't like that show she was on, but, like, she's just very funny. And I like that she, like, consistently is, like, booked and busy. Like, I'll have to check that out.
1: Um Yeah, very much like a working actress. And we need
0: we need more of those we do um, we do speaking of working actresses last topic Leah michelle did it <laughs> does the governor need to be called
1: um i, I want to say just because it's Leah michelle i like i want to say yes but you know what like she's i don't think anybody in this world deserved that more at this point like she, she did it so bad like just give it to her like no one else wants it that bad.
0: Well, and also like Leah Michelle, by all accounts, is a horrible person. Someone who is very difficult to work with. Like has said some heinously offensive things to coworkers and friends or like former
1: friends. Yes, just a ghoulish careerist. Ghoulish yes. careerist,
0: like a theater kid to the nth degree. Like it's just it's already like a malformed personality type. In like she it, it it just she has been giving a lot of opportunities right that being said there is no one on earth better suited for this job and to like have pretended for so long like she shouldn't have gotten this is borderline negligent and you put beanie feldstein who i have enjoyed in things i think out of like she's not she gets lumped in with ben platt a lot because like they're friends beanie feldstein i think is genuinely funny and talented in some things
1: yeah i mean i don't mind Beanie at all i don't think i've ever watched something where i've been like wow like she was completely out of place in that i hated it i yeah. even like i'm sorry like i, I get that book smart wasn't like you know the most amazing movie that it was made out to be but like i thought it was like, an enjoyable it. watch yeah, yeah like i, I didn't it was totally hate it cute. watching it um I,
0: people just i mean like people were so desperate for a new like generational teen comedy in like the vein of a, heathers or clueless or mean girls that, yeah. like, they were like this is it this is the next big thing and it's not but it's like well, cute
1: yeah no what i'll say is that was definitely like a lot of adults thinking that that was going to be the next teen comedy and it's yeah. like well you're not a teen so you can't really make that judgment call mm-hmm. and there but are a I lot of it's a cute his, movie though was that was that judd apatow or like did he have like pro, like did he produce that oh or something? i don't know i know it I was like they were like,
0: olivia wilde it was indie it might have been eight twenty four
1: actually that's i just felt like for whatever reason there was a lot of kind of like super bad kind of like knocked up like kind of weird ties to those movies and i'm like i don't understand why it's being billed this way but like i do but i don't like yeah. And like, I felt like the super bad comparison was kind of like, in retrospect, really bad because of like the Jonah Hill, Beanie fellow connection.
0: Yeah. Which I always forget about somehow. Like, yeah, they're just so far in age apart that it fe- it does feel like a two generations of people.
1: Yeah, no, 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 I agree. Like, it feels like that should be like his cousin or something. Like, so it would be like a, it would yeah. explain the generational gap a little bit more. Yeah.
0: And their older brother was Maroon 5's manager who, I mean, he's passed away now, but like he was also like another 10 years older than Jonah was. Like, I don't, I don't understand how well that works, but anyway, I thought it was very like the reviews that Beanie got for Funny Girl were some of the worst I've seen recently. It was like yes. a return of like Pitchfork style Ooh. dragging.
1: Yeah. I, um, so like full disclosure, I know nothing about musicals. I hate musicals. Yeah. I've never enjoyed them. There's like maybe three musicals that I can sit through. Um, so I don't know anything. I can't speak to Beanie Feldstein's performance or Leah Michelle's, but it, yeah, I just, yeah. I feel like, again, like people have been saying for years, like give this role to Leah Michelle. She wants it so bad. Like I kind of like that we, took it away from her and are now like okay now we'll give it to you and she still kind of crawl and take it
0: no i mean she'll do it like
1: as she should and i think she'll do it well but it's just like i i i do love that we kind of made her grovel for it a little bit oh yeah
0: well i mean she deserved to like lay low after what she did like all that stuff came to light um did that come to light
1: in like twenty twenty with yeah, like all like of September the twenty twenty? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a it was a fraught summer for Glee fans because like all the Leah stuff surfaced and then Naya Rivera died. Yeah, basically back to back and like,
1: well, that Glee... was like also everyone was getting like retroactively canceled that summer.
0: Yeah, and like Leah did some pretty bad stuff, and like most of her former Glee cast members don't fuck with her but like yeah. she's under like i don't know the problem with funny girl like i'm not very well versed in the m- the musical mm-hmm. but like actually m- my first exposure to it was from glee because don't rain on my parade is the most famous like rachel barry Leah michelle song that she does mm-hmm. she is like it was barbara Streisand's first role ever oh. and oh, she so- created the the original Broadway show, won a Tony, created the movie version, won an Oscar. And no one's like, you like, she was just such an instant legend in that. Like, you can't really fill those shoes. But yeah. Leah has fashioned herself in such a Barbara Streisandish mold. Like,
1: yeah, like in the Adina Menzel. Yeah, into- but Adina
0: can't sing.
1: I, like, yeah, I don't not know. Like
0: about Michelle that. Can. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is like there was only ever one person to do it. And it just I don't know. It sucks for Beanie that like this was supposed to be a big thing for her. And she just I mean, I saw TikToks, like her yeah. voice wasn't.
1: yeah You know, she, she tried it and she's just not made for it, you know.
0: No. And it I I I feel bad because like this is like I do think we live in such like a media niceness culture right now. Like the good um the music writer Larry Fitzmorris talked about how like Pitchfork and a lot of other music publications specifically are like really afraid to negatively review stuff in the same way that they used to because of all these like media um
1: yes. access ties and stuff. Like no, this like this also I, this will come up in my emergency as well. Yes.
0: Okay. Well let's take let's take a quick break and then we will get right to that. Okay. And we're back. Let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency. Max, what are you rushing to the ER today?
1: My cultural emergency 911 rushing it to the ER is I need to know where is the presence of star power, X Factor, whatever you want to call it, within our current upcoming group of or crop of celebrities yeah i feel like star power i guess is what i'll be referring it to it as or anything has really kind of left the building in celebrity culture and i'd like to know exactly why that left and what we can do to bring it back
0: one thousand percent this is like one of my favorite things to talk about because i like culture is in decline as a whole and i think the, one of the biggest reasons why beyond just the art's bad is that like the people they don't yeah, have like, it
1: they just don't have it. it it's holistic and i think it's kind of i don't know if it's maybe a problem with the people running the show if it's just that the bar has been lowered to the point where like the general public will just take anything but i do feel like you know, we're kind of lacking in these cultural moments that we were even getting maybe like 10 years ago when we could still argue that cultural was in decline. But I feel like at least, you know, without like through the 2010s, you still had like moments of it, but it feels like, and granted the 2020s have been marked by COVID, but it feels like something has kind of left the cultural landscape that we just ha- cannot seem to get back.
0: I think a big part of it is just general content saturation. Like there are so many projects right now mm-hmm. And there are so many stars, or like stars. Like it's just actors in things, like right. All I guess of these my thing random is- people.
1: I've been referring to them as celebrities, but not stars.
0: Yeah, because they're not like you. And social media is a big part of this too, because like you can be famous for having an Instagram following. Like that's not in and of itself an interesting thing to say, but like right, it does dilute so much impact from like being a celebrity these days. Does not mean the same thing as it did like twenty years ago.
1: Correct. And it's the same reason why like now we have, we don't have supermodels, we have Instagram models. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas you had this kind of holistic kind of larger than life personality who was doing, you know, cover media run, like runways, editorials, everything. And it's kind of like, like, we don't, I guess, supermodels is kind of like the first thing that i always go to just because it's the most kind of visually like jarring yeah
0: and it's a good litmus test too
1: yeah but it's like who do we have as a modern supermodel maybe bella Hadid. i think
0: that's the only one
1: yeah no i would not consider gigi even though like i i think she's a nice person i think she's a great editorial shoot but she's just she doesn't have that again she does not have that star X well she factor. got
0: and she just got upstaged by bella like bella did more she hitched her wagon and mm-hmm. i know mean, that that sounds like i'm taking agency away from her like she's a mm-hmm. better model than Gigi is she dated more famous people than Gigi did and she shows more outward
1: personality i agree or like or even outward lack of personality which i think is sometimes acceptable my thing with bella hadid is she committed right yeah she said i'm gonna be a model and not only about that i'm going to make myself undeniably a model like i'm gonna make my face to the point where i cannot be anything but a model like it's a perfect
0: scientific construction Nobel prize for all involved. No, like, like
1: her surgeon is Michelangelo with an MD. Like, allegedly. Just, well, SPAC and allegedly over that. But yes, yeah.
0: like per it, I, it is it is awe inspiring and she looks fantastic and I'm but like we're not taking that away from her. Like
1: no. It's a feature and, not a bug. And my problem is and then compare her and her kind of public persona right to an actual like 90s supermodel a Naomi Campbell, a Kate Moss. Like, do you know what I mean? Even that feels a little lacking. And granted, like I will try to count for the necessity factor and like argue that maybe, you know, if she would have been in that time frame, it would have been more. But I feel like Bella Hadid kind of is a little bit too clean to be quite That's super like again, that star that there's not that dirty edge to it. There was always the kind of implied dirty edge to it, but it was never quite given to us. Like,
0: I think when you it's interesting, especially now that she's not with
1: the weekend, just because again, the weekend I think gave her that kind of edge because through her music, we got allusions to her personal life that we just now don't
0: get. And we did get a little bit of it on Beverly Hills, too, way back in the day when I think when about she was a that, tried
1: and true horse girl.
0: Yeah. And then, like, she got a DUI and Yolanda wrote that, like, a horrible letter to on, like, being, like, how could you do this to your family or whatever? Like, that was, mm-hmm. like, personality. But that was also, like, almost 10 years ago. So we can't right.
1: really... Look well, also, that. that's why. Do you know how Bella Hadid said she got that nose job at 14? Uh huh. And I was like, You were on Housewives and you were definitely older than 14 with your yeah, original nose. So I feel yeah. like even her dates of like when she got a nose job are confused.
0: I think what she has also done, and a lot of celebrities use filler and yeah, like and they, they'll say that's removal. not surgery. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Which it technically isn't, but it's still right. like an invasive procedure. Yeah. So, like, that's an easy way to get around it without actually being honest about what you've had done. Right. I think well, we're going like, to, you wonder how, like, you know, we still talk about Naomi Campbell and Kate Moss to this day as like personalities, too. Like, I mean, when last week, when Kate Moss got announced as like the diet co creative director, people were making so many jokes about like, major diet it is it's fantastic branding but like i don't know how we are going to talk about bella hadid in 20 years maybe like in a a linda evangelista sense like what a beautiful woman she was very good at what she does but it's not like linda's not on the same level
1: well and it's like naomi or a tyra well and it's like was you know was bella hadid dating johnny depp when she was 21 and he had just bought the viper room like do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's just like it's culturally not a landscape that's is like i guess intuitive because the problem is or not intuitive while i'm using the complete word but it's not comparable like it's celebrities are so much more Like, they're not going to a club like that to escape the public eye. They're just staying in their homes now.
0: Yeah. And And like, if you do, if you are reclusive, you're actively doing yourself a disservice because so much of Mm -hmm. keeping the fame machine running is putting as much as yourself on social media as humanly possible. So there's no mystery anymore. But
1: you can still do that while being reclusive, which is what makes social media so like fake kind of for these yeah. celebrities. Like think about it. Addison Ray puts out probably God knows how many TikToks a day. What do we really know about Addison Ray? Nothing. Exactly. Almost nothing. Well, except that she loves Arca and has great music taste. But... She's
0: in that al- we we would like to hear that album. I know it's got shelved,
1: but I would yeah. Like, we would like that so still. So. From what I read, her manager, who has been Platt's manager as well, um, like music manager, um, Mm -hmm. really botched her career and basically made it so that she cannot release any of that music. Now, I don't know how I don't know how true that is, Um, (sighs) but that was something that I did see online. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I got it bad. it's
0: fantastic yeah
1: i I don't know but she's not
0: a star though like she's barely a celebrity at this point
1: no she's not a star but what i will argue is she's somebody that i do think has star power it's just i don't think that she understands how to like how to use it the right way because i do think that she is something somebody that like people naturally are just like Interested in, and it seems like the more she talks about herself, the more interested people are in her. Either whether that be good or bad, I don't know. I just I feel like she to me seems like she has more of an X factor or a star power than like the D'Amelio girls. Well, yeah,
0: those. I mean, they're such duds. Like, in I think having quality, maybe I won't say talent, because like I don't think Addison Ray is particularly good at singing or even dancing no i mean yeah
1: i I think she's yeah
0: but like all it takes and i'm just going to use the gaze as a microcosm here i did not care if she lived or died until i liked obsessed so i was like okay like i'll give you this this was pretty good Mm -hmm. but the one that i got a bad snippet dropped she had me all it takes yeah no she is a little quality and something can flip on a dime.
1: And this is something too, I feel like for gay men, right, you have that kind of pop music and stuff like that. And they have me as a gay man right there. Yeah. I One thing I think that a lot of celebrities are doing, and I think it's hurting them, but they think it's helping them is kind of like, I don't wanna say pandering to, but directly speaking, audience specifically gay men if if you're making pop music gay men will follow it doesn't matter like you do not and i think that's where kind of like lady gaga may have made her real failing is when she i'm gonna make a born this way song and stuff like that and i'm gonna start like speaking to and listening to gay men it kind of like that's where her career i feel like really like started to teeter down because then you got art pop after that where she was like really kind of again speaking to her gay fans like no this will be so next let and it just it doesn't work i feel like you can't i, agree. Got to kind I of I agree you have this. to allude yeah. to your gay fans but you can't directly much in the way that like lana del rey is a gay icon makes music for gay people and girls but realistically no ray out there like talking about yeah you know oh i love how i love gay people and do you know what i mean yeah it's, and <laughs> i don't and i she's like alec I don't,
0: baldwin tweeting like i saw this prissy little queer at right. starbucks today
1: and <laughs> like to me that is star power you don't care about what these people really think about you but you're gonna make them like you Yeah, And you just intrinsically know that. I guess, like, who would you consider as somebody, like, even now, that, like, who would you consider, like, a star?
0: Well, this is a good segue into what we were just talking about. Or, like, a segue from what we were just talking about, too. Like, Beyonce, I think, is one of the few true stars we Mm -hmm. have right now. And someone Mm -hmm. who also, for the first time in her career with break my soul has made an explicitly very pandery track to the lgbtq
1: community and can i ask you a controversial question go for it do you think it paid off
0: i think it is a seven out of ten it's not one of my favorite ones of hers i think it sounds perfectly fine the course needs to be way bigger and i like my main form of exercise is like distance running Mm -hmm. you cannot run to break my soul it's too slow so yeah i don't think it was an altogether successful experiment i'm excited yeah. for the album and i think the album tracks will be way better she's not always good picking singles
1: no i agree i mean her her lead singles usually are bad um i would say with probably
0: formation's an exception formation yeah
1: formation is an exception i'm trying to think of like if there's anything else Yes, was "Crazy in Love" a lead single? Yes, well, that I mean, that was, yeah, that set the bar so high, though, like right.
0: I Deja mean, a lead single was is supposed, supposed to be
1: those two, yeah. Deja Vu was B Day's lead single, I think so, wasn't it?
0: Did it? Oh, I didn't know that.
1: I might be wrong. Maybe Don't, no, that don't, might don't be quote me thing. on that. Don't quote me on that. That might,
0: be, yeah. I mean, her, I don't know, but she's she's so reclusive and. Well, she's just carefully crafted her image so much. like that But she's cover, reclusive
1: in a real way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're not getting, like, weird TikToks of her in her house. And she's not somebody who needs to do that. But I no. also don't think, in my opinion, that celebrities do need to be as, like, TikTok-y as they are. Like,
0: no. you think of the true... There are people, I think, who have star quality on TikTok but they're not the celebrities or these so-called stars who are on there or like the the like TikTok teens that people have anointed as the next big thing. Like the people right. I like on there who I do think have star quality are like the Alex Consani's and like yes. the hall baddies like those are the those are the
1: true right but they stars. don't have like yeah exactly they don't have that like real following but those people have crossover star potential they yeah. are stars in their daily like, lives when Whereas, alice
0: kansani started walking for like mark jacobs and moschino this past season
1: i was like yes, this we're about to see right? like, like we get a it. new like, they, right yeah but that's the thing those fashion houses get it Right, yeah. Like they're saying, "Oh, okay, I recognize this person has star power." Yeah, they're not just putting that person on there because they have a TikTok following. Because plenty of models, I'm sure, have mild TikTok following. Yeah, but there's something specific about again those crossovers, and I feel like maybe this is just because I'm so limited into Twitter. But I feel like if you can cross over into Twitter from your other, like if you can get your TikToks to start crossing over. Yeah. Then that means a little bit more to me.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I have seen straight male friends on a variety of platforms now share Hall Babby videos. Like right. that's that's that is like a crossover thing. Like I think it's it's sort of the modern version of like an like an it girl as like we think about it, mm-hmm. you know, like the socialite, like sceney sense like a chloe 70 type my all-time favorite celebrity like starting off as this kind of like art chick like weird new york art chick Mm -hmm. and then radiating outward from there
1: right and just being good at naturally good at everything she does because she's being herself
0: yeah and that even in you know variety of different roles like even like in like boys don't cry like where she's not playing anything resembling her new york it girl self mm-hmm. you still get that like sheer force of personality right and i don't think you get that from like i mean even just like main actors and stuff like yeah. you think I mean, about like the do you males get that from
1: an like an anya taylor joy even now and like Brandon, uh, i love her i think she's a good actress yeah. but i don't get that kind of power from her she i mean Not, i think yeah. she's a good actress for me she's a good actress because she has an open face
0: yeah, well, she's, like, she's an an actor who could model and vice versa, which is, like, and that's the appeal. And I think mm-hmm. she needs, like, a really iconic role right. to cement it. Because, like, she's been in a lot of really good movies, but she's not, like, synonymous with something yet. I don't know that many people who are in this crowd like maybe zendaya but i I don't want you here so i
1: can't speak to that i have a weird feeling that anna de Armas is on like the precipice of it and i I think that marilyn monroe like movie is going to like push her over it i think it'll work that trailer made or teaser made people so excited yeah i mean like that like that end the mirror the smile mm -hmm. like it was that was crazy, yeah. and I'm not even like a die-hard Marilyn or even like film person, but I just feel like that's something where I'm like, no, 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 like she gets it, and then to lead up to that, like the whole kind of Anna De Armas Ben Affleck like paparazzi thing, yeah. like that's just I'm just like, no, like she's she's so close, like she's she's so close to just grabbing it, like. <laughs> And
0: like, she also leveraged a very old school way of being a star to like leveraging Mm. the paparazzi is very 2000s at this point. Like Julia Fox
1: is also doing a very old school. Who is someone who I think has it factor. Yeah, she does. Star power. Like, I think Julia Fox is a star. Like, she just, she's someone who just gets it. And I do think that that paparazzi is an underutilized method at this point yeah
0: like you can be an open book in so many ways but like to really like cross through to the general public and like really cement yourself as someone who is worth talking about like you kind of have to engineer these situations when you are talked about like Anna de Armas was a character actor before the Ben Affleck stuff and she's fantastic and beautiful and should be a star mm-hmm. but like that undeniably
1: right Took her. and another thing that i think is like very starish about her is the anna de Armas updates account yeah i feel like those updates accounts don't like you don't get something like that without having that kind yeah. of star power whether it's being utilized or not and she's not even somebody that would like immediately come to brain as a star but i just feel like she's so close to just being on the precipice of being massive like
0: i'm getting that right now um have you listened to the girl group flow um so i've I've seen
1: everybody tweeting about it i've listened to some snippets but i have not actually sat down and listened to their ep yet um but it sounded very like 90s kind of r&b girl group they're doing a a very like
0: destiny's child meets sugar babes kind of thing that i love and it's but it's like people are really responding to it on the internet too because all these girls these girls have five songs out Mm
2: -hmm. in
0: three months low budget visuals like they're signed to a major label but like immediately people have glommed on and they already Mm -hmm. have flow chart updates type accounts right after four songs yeah like i mean that that's that's i think they're going to be huge as an arbiter
1: of that. Yeah. Not people that I think are stars at all, but I'm going to mention them really quick. Chloe and Hallie, I feel like I elicited a similar stars. internet response of 2020 20 COVID with that album, um, which I didn't think was particularly bad. I just like thought it was kind of like, you know, washed over me or whatever. Yeah. My thing is, They were doing stuff with very low budget with kind of just those green screened backgrounds and some lights and, you know, like well placed cameras that clearly wasn't actually that big budget where I'm like, no, but a lot of these other like musicians should probably take a note from this that like if you don't have the budget that doesn't mean you can't do something well you just really gotta like plan it out well and i think that's something that's missing you know you had lady gaga at her earlier career like the just dance music video was not uh you know what i mean a big budget production it appeared it was a house party that was a music video but they knew exactly what they were doing. They had a clear vision, and I just—I don't know. I feel like that kind of vision is so—it's crucial. Like you
0: need—it's a you vision need to that, like,
1: perspective. It's a vision that also, like, Julia Fox has with her, like, yeah. you know, paparazzi things. She has a clear look, like a—it's it, a character, even though yeah. it's her. It's—it's
0: it's easily identifiable visual branding in service of a larger like personal message like this is what i look like this is what i do get used to me looking like this doing these things
1: right and i do think people are kind of sick of authenticity too well that's i I feel like i mean we're kind of over it because authenticity never felt authentic to begin with um and i feel like oh go ahead
0: no no i i agree with all this like i think we really value in our stars still, though, like regardless of authenticity, the sense of like out of nowhere success, like yes, that is kind of like the American dream, like just like an overnight sensation kind of story. And I agree with you that Chloe and Hallie are not s- stars, even though they are together. They're not stars. Yeah, I think separately they're even less stars. But like mm. I-, I, I think they are separate, or they're very, very talented very mm-hmm. gifted performers from the school of Beyonce. And I think that is what we'll do them in because they're attached to the Beyonce machine. Like they're like proteges. Yeah. Like go back to Prince. Like right. Prince's proteges never went anywhere. I don't think like Cole and Hallie, I think we will know them for a very long time, but I don't think they're going
1: right. to achieve that level. I think like not to use like. I would like to see Hallie act before I make like just a judgment yes. on her. Um, yes in like that movie but i feel like chloe i feel like that first single was pretty good and then it kind of
0: they've been tapered kind of off. like yeah. i think and i not think to this like, also pick on, like the black r&b girlies as a thing yeah too, but like normani similar boat like was attached to a girl group mm-hmm. and like motivation is a great song fantastic video like kind of hits all the right boxes but it's not like you don't connect with it in the same way that you did like crazy yeah. in love and it was very clearly being positioned as an analog to crazy in love
1: yeah well the problem was that motivation was for all intents and purposes a thank you next reject it was that, like actually yeah yeah, it yeah. Was. no yeah. it was yeah mm-hmm. and that's why and I think people can tell that like whether consciously or subconsciously but they can kind of you know what I mean yeah like it, it reads as kind of like are you just trying to like kind of, you know what I mean? Like, scoop up an Ariana Grande hit. But I also think it goes back to, again, something that we had talked about earlier, that we're kind of in this, like, crisis of positivity Mm -hmm. where you cannot say or be critical of anything because if you are, you're actually being critical of that person and their, like, cultural background, which is so, like, just such a mess yes,
0: it is a mess and like when you add the corporate like underpinnings to all of it like media yeah, like the, the hrification
1: shit, like, of everything yeah
0: like you're not getting an environment when things where things are getting like adequately criticized and filtered through and you know some of that had like you know it is a lot of the like pitchfork stuff just used as an example like was very gendered and like yeah. Reductive, but... especially with like female pop musicians. But like you see mm-hmm. the people who, like, like Lana, take Lana. Lana mm-hmm. got smeared for Born This Way. She, her sheer star quality. And, and like she said,
1: I don't care and doubled yeah. down.
0: <laughs> and it, like she not only has become like a huge icon, I think beyond gay, like just a cultural icon and like a very specific totem for like a Tumblr era in an aesthetic era, like. She got people to retrospectively review Born to Die ten years later, exactly, and hail it as a masterpiece.
1: Well, and not even that. It's just like, so what? They gave her first album a five point five. They gave her fifth album a nine point three. Like, you know what I mean? So it's exactly like, in my opinion, like that negative critique. While in my opinion, I thought their critique of Born to Die was really bad and kind of tone deaf. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that bad criticism only helped it and everything else in the long run do you think born to die would have sat in infamy if like she wouldn't have been literally crucified for that snl performance like do you know do you get what i mean like i i feel like it helps us kind of navigate culture but i also think you know like critics are wrong a lot and yeah and like that can help out about something good exactly and i think that all culturally helps a narrative Whereas now we kind of live in a positivity place where, you know, can I say that Lizzo has made the same song eight times in a row? Sure. But no yeah. mainstream critic is going to say no, that. Well, and they, if they said saying
0: it three then, years ago and she, they, she got she yelled at them. So. Right. And then
1: she would yell at them and say, well, you're and then her fans or whatever or her like team we get something out there they'd be like, yeah, Rolling Stone and this author wrote this, you know, like fat phobic piece against Lizzo because they've never criticized another like a skinny artist like they have Lizzo. Like, do you know mm. what I mean? It's it yeah. feels like a lot of kind of just like I don't want to say weaponizing identity, but kind of like using it as a shield. And I think artists that do stuff like that and operate in that way are at the end of the day really doing themselves a disservice long down the run because i think their legacy kind of it it doesn't have they were never fighting against anything and there's one thing i think even sia said this which is like the weirdest thing (laughs) but she said that when writing a song people love an underdog and i think that goes back to even the artists making these you know if somebody's getting critically panned doesn't it always seem that typically you know, that that leads the way for the pendulum to swing. What is it right? You have Madonna in the early aughts getting like torn apart by critics, American life, like no one, you know, saying, And then it swung back, right? And she came back with Confessions. And yeah. Hung Up was a huge hit. So I feel like you kind of need that adversity and kind of press hatred to sort of keep your own narrative. Much yeah. again, like Julia Fox. She is constantly getting bashed on the internet. She doesn't care because she knows that at the end of the day, that's like, that's her narrative, right? Like, oh, well, I'm going to do my weird fashion thing. People are going to make fun of me. But at the end of the day, like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and I think people respect that. No,
0: it, it It is a very respectable thing to like keep willfully being yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, confessions is a really good example of this because like, you know, in many ways, it is like a very back to basics Madonna album. Like, right. Fairly uncomplicated, not especially avant garde dance pop. Right. Like, that literally rests on like a sample of one of the best pop songs of all time and hung up. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it, it, there's nothing like forward thinking about it. But, like, Madonna essentially invented that genre of like. Yes. Like that vein of clubby dance pop, like she's returning to it, but it was hers. Like she made it what it was. So like, it's it's okay. Like a master returning to like their roots is like it. It it's a good subversion almost of like what we'd expect. Like yeah. And then you look at something
1: like
0: art pop to Joanne,
1: exactly. Which is like uh, uh, just wherever wherever really dragged through like critically the mud that bad i would i would argue that maybe art pop culturally was like not a great time for lady gaga she was probably getting worse press but i never thought that the press was being like outright cruel to her and the way that it was pretty bad okay they were like talking
0: about her body a lot and when she was like going through like ed recovery and stuff and like oh yeah, yeah, yeah every time she flopped i mean i remember when she hosted snl and the ratings weren't great like every trade publication was like lady gaga's like ratings are some of the lowest in SNL history and i'm like that why, you wouldn't say this if it was like some, it was, like, like chris daniel Pine radcliffe or yeah exactly yeah.
1: like no one would say that because it would just would not even be remarkable it would just be normal tv trends yeah but yeah and, no 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 i completely agree or even like go back to i know i used confessions as an example but like Maya carry Like you, you had Rainbow, which was huge, and then you had Glitter and Chamber bracelet in the middle, which was just like everybody was like, "Oh, Mariah's fat, her career's dead, she can't sing," and then she came back with, yeah, exactly, with Emancipation, and then immediately the entire media narrative changed. Yeah, so it's like I do think that you kind of do need those low points to have those high points, and that's why I feel like the highs of culture and the highs of pop music haven't really felt as high in years because the stakes aren't there anymore.
0: No. Like someone like um Tom Holland, like well to the extent that we know anything about Tom Holland, it's all just this glossy sheen of like wow, he can dance, like he's dating Zendaya, like he he's Spider-Man, like he he's a very successful person, but like we don't know anything about him, right? Or like, there's no narrative there. He's just like a guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. what are Tom Hollands' like Tom Hollands' film references that he goes back to? Like, no one knows no. because. And I'm gonna be honest. I don't think he does have film. References. No, he doesn't seem like
0: an especially bright, inward person. Like there, no. like there's just not like there's no real sense of like innovation or curiosity there. And I think that's just like something you have to have as a star. Like. Yeah. Like Ariana Grande I think is a very like current pop star and current yeah. celebrity in many ways like someone who is terminally online like
1: but still uh, she's terminally online but like like I don't know I just don't think that she has a particularly like interesting well, media kind of She
0: has she's funny and she has a narrative. She does have a narrative. Like she's obviously faced a great deal of adversity and she's made some like truly weird interesting albums. Like Sweetener is yeah. like my that's thing like with Ariana Grande
1: yeah, is like I guess with Ariana Grande is that she's never met a tragedy that she wasn't willing to monetize but
0: that's how I feel about Demi Lovato yeah
1: yeah but I kind of like the way Demi Lovato does it because it's like so just like outrageously removed from reality and confused that like at yeah. least that makes to me a little bit more sense where like Ariana Grande feels very Kardashian-esque sometimes is where, it, or like Taylor okay. Swift-esque, I can, where it I feels streamlined to make as much money with as little controversy as possible. And like, it, at a certain point, it's like, when do you have enough money? And that's kind of how sometimes I feel about like Taylor Swift now. Like, when do you have enough money that you can just throw it to the side and be like, this is me, right? Like, yeah. and if I lose money from it, it doesn't matter because I have enough money already.
0: Taylor's kind of not afraid to flop though, and I do appreciate that about her. Like, no,
1: her, yeah.
0: She like her flops are not like flop flops. Like I think the only true flop she's ever done is cats, but <laughs> like, like she's acting like that trailer for Amsterdam or whatever that just dropped. Like she's in it for like two seconds, and everyone was like, How can we tell you're about to be bad at this from just oh. a still?
1: But like Well, like- that was me with like Dua Lipa and that uh Henry. K-Vol movie, like where she has that like real crunchy blonde wig still oh, that came out. Loves, it came out months ago. She loves crunchy blonde. Dye she jobs. Loves a crunchy wig. Talk about
0: someone who is like quality and talent, but talk about someone star power. No star power. power.
1: Gorgeous. Oh. Just like drop dead gorgeous, amazing voice has like a pretty good instinct for a pop hit. In her, Zero her, personality. And
0: she, she's good at fashion. Like the look is there. Besides the crunchy blondes. Like yeah. It, it what just, I will say it, is,
1: I think she has a. I think she has a good stylist because I remember earlier in her career, yeah. it wasn't really there. Um, Once like. But- yeah that guy lorenzo pasoco
0: he's really good friends with donatella versace and that's how she got sucked into like the versace machine and she's oh, like she sense. has but i feel like she she's
1: good she has like the versace look in the sense that she kind of has that like eastern european kind of like i don't know like i i get it it kind of like that almost like euro like up um upscale euro trash kind of like yeah like she I mean, looks like she would be if she weren't that. Like she would be into you know wearing a lot of gold chain, which again Versace, like gold mm-hmm. gaudy, like kind of. And I think it works very well on her.
0: Yeah, she 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 gives it. Um, just because she like is such like a very physically imposing presence, like she gives everything else presence. And like she works like the club mm-hmm. diva thing pretty well. I just. um yeah, I don't yeah, know. No
1: personality. Like no not personality. I would never watch an interview with her. I think she's like probably an extremely nice person and like I'm sure she's fun to go out with or whatever, but like not somebody that I think really has like, you know, again like the star power. But I think she's an incredibly proficient pop like pop act. Yes. I just don't think that she's like a an overall star.
0: No, she's like a vessel
1: for I Ideas, like yeah maybe I might that's kind of how I feel about Ariana Grande I guess is like the best way to put it
0: is it summertime already
1: (laughs) oh gosh well it seems like a great time to give a gay man
0: some money you may not know this but crisis twink has a listener support option if you go to the show notes and click the link you may be presented with the opportunity to donate a small monthly fee to help support operating costs It can be as little or as astronomical as you want, but any amount is appreciated. If I could give you a smooch, I would, but I can't. So enjoy these dulcet tones instead. Uh, Dulcet tones that many have described as akin to a very warm hug. So please donate if you'd like. With that, uh, I think it's time for our final segment. So we're gonna play tear the community apart. The rules are very simple. I have picked two songs and you're going to tell me which one is better
1: okay I can do that I think
0: you definitely can so one of the topics you proposed for today was 2012 as a year which as like listeners know is the perpetual topic here that like finds its way into truly every emergency even today like talking about like lana snl 2012 big year big year big year
1: year. i was like a senior in high school you know like very formative year for me
0: yeah like the a true like cultural inflection point for me Mm -hmm. as well um and these two songs were a big part of it um two of the signature songs from non-american electro pop bands okay pitchfork faves enduring hits that people return to over and over again okay these two bands have not done not much i'm not gonna say that because they're still recording like pretty solid music but like these first two albums are like clearly head and shoulders above everything else so which song is better the mother we share by churches or fine shrine by purity ring
1: oh that's hard oh that's really hard I think if it would have been 2012, I would have said Purity Ring. But I think Mother We Share just has more like staying power for me. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know. Which is weird because I wasn't ever that big of a like Church's fan back then. But I feel like that's like if I'm listening to a Church's song, I feel like that's one of the few that I go back and like really listen to. Mm-hmm. whereas I feel do like ring sometimes I just listen to them as like a whole and it just kind of washes over me like I just listen to the album
0: it I definitely agree with you though like out of those two the mother we share is the hit
1: yes like
0: I can't really speak to like broader cultural impact like churches out of those two bands is definitely bigger
1: yeah, no, 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 for like... sure. I always thought of, like, I love Purity Ring, but for me, they were always kind of more of, like, the grimes, kind of, like, blog music that was never really going to go yeah. anywhere. But it was, like, it was cool to listen to. Like, I thought it sounded cool, like, yada, yada, yada. But I don't think I was ever, like, oh, yeah, like, Purity Ring, like, they're really on the cutting edge of music. But I felt like at least... Um, like mother we share felt like an interesting kind of like like pop direction like it was kind of like as synth pop was really starting to come back
0: yeah like i mean like they're definitely children of like the knife Mm -hmm. and all those swedish bands that were like so big towards like the end of the 2000s like their children are like churches and purity ring like churches definitely is like better like pop 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 music if you had to pick if i had to pick the better song i actually prefer fine shrine just because maybe it's just like an oversaturation thing i feel like i've heard the mother we share so many times and it just yeah
1: i mean it does kind of feel like like cvs music at this point but i like which is crazy (laughs) Like, like i love um i where was i at that like I think I was oh I was in a Brugger's downtown before work and everything by Michelle Branch came or everywhere oh by Michelle Branch yeah. came on and I was like what the f-? like what is going on like I like I completely memory hold that song like
0: for like yeah I mean it just it's interesting like our generation is memory holding like the Lana stuff and like churches and like all these kind of like blog poppy like sky Ferreira stuff like it is like everything is embarrassing like cvs music it, yeah no it is gaze.
1: it is it's like it well i would say it's like more like yeah it's like cvs music and it was always kind of cvs music but yeah. it's just like you I feel like I say this a lot on Twitter. You really had to be there. Like, I don't oh, you know did. any other way of putting it. Like, you're, you had to be there, and you either got it or you didn't. Like, it's...
0: No, it, like, it, it, it was a very... Um, I don't even know how to describe the era. Like, it just... All that music really hit so well at a very specific... At that specific time. Like, I'm like, it just was what it was.
1: I hate that I want to say that it was because it was just so good. But, I mean, for me, like, looking at the time period, like, it was definitely, like, that crucial point where a lot of people solidify their music taste. So I always wonder if maybe that was just, like, my interpretation of it. But something about that whole, like, kind of, like, end of that indie sleaze era was just, like... Um, And not to quote um, HRH Collection, who has me blocked on Twitter, (laughs) but like you either get it or you don't. Like you either get the vibe or you don't. I don't have the vocabulary to explain it. Like you either get it or you don't. And it just, I mean,
0: it is, it has been 10 years and we have 10 years of an accumulated new music library in that span. But like I feel like like, 10
1: years of me playing those songs over and over. That's the thing.
0: Like, New music, I feel like every two weeks in 2012, there was a new song that, like, really, like, shook me to my bones. A
1: literal new cultural event, like, every week. I remember when Lana, this might have been 23rd, no, it was late 2012 when Lana Del Rey released Ride and Kesha released Die Young at the same, like it was like the same Friday or whatever, because I think they were still doing, like releasing on Fridays. Yeah. And I remember just like the Tumblr stan war that ensued because of that. For absolutely no reason, those artists were not competing against each other in any way, shape, or form. Their music was not similar at all. They weren't using the same producers, like nothing. Still, just like people just going out at each other yeah. and like talk about it
0: yeah i mean like that like cultural discourse like that community like the the, the stand wars they just don't happen at the same extent these days
1: like no they don't they don't
0: probably for for better like I, I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah definitely oh for my better. god
0: i think like to be a lana stand in 2012 like that <laughs> for- was waging a war every single day what i will
1: say is one thing that was so difficult online was being a barb in 2011 yeah that was we were taking it from every angle we were she had stupid hoe and we were fighting for our lives in the comments of that youtube video um i remember that
0: i remember very vividly where i was when that video dropped and immediately thereafter, like, the ratio bar, like, the likes to dislikes bar on Twitter yeah, was yeah, so, yeah. like, back when that meant anything, it didn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything anymore because
1: YouTube's, like, dead. But... Right. And, like, in retrospect back then, it didn't. Well, again, another thing, like, Nicki Minaj got torn apart culturally for that, but, like, it cemented her as an icon. Yeah.
0: Like, she was forged in fire. Exactly. And the songs were so good back then, too. Like, I mean, she's, like, barely releasing music these days, but, like, she released, like,
1: three that album was like
0: bodies of works in four years between the mixed and pink friday and then roman reloaded like yeah. that's and unbelievable like, La- and like
1: lana was doing stuff like that too she was putting out like an album every year rihanna yeah. was putting out like an album every year like it was it was insane and then you the had all these we like
0: cool people like I-, I was very like aware of like fringe pop music during that era too like you know like the skies like solange losing you that was a really big video like videos back then. also like because tumblr was such a thing like those you had to have good visuals to really like cement yourself as like like the oblivion Mm. video by grimes was ginormous for me oh my gosh or even um, like the
1: genesis video i remember like that was the first time we were really seeing Brooke candy with the braids and that like metallic outfit by i cannot remember designer's name. Oh but my yeah, god, the like introduction just, of
0: Brooke Candy. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: like I used to love Brooke Candy. Like I just thought it was like the coolest like, I don't know, it, it wasn't cool. Well, it was cool. Like it I'm being honest. Cool. The, it was the aesthetic cool, of yeah. it was very cool. It was ridiculous
0: but... and it was not what that sounds that song sounded like. Yeah. But like you hear genesis and you think of like brook candy swinging that sword around
1: or it's wild right like you have jesse st john like with the checkerboard oh. buzzed head there yeah uh-huh. and like now he's just like a pop music writer and also had Nemesis. a, uh, yeah. a scandal mm-hmm. um oh my god yeah like he no. he i'm pretty sure he wrote on juice right for lizzo he wrote truth hurts co-wrote. truth hurts that was the one i'm sorry like a really really songs. early
0: iteration of it
1: but like but all those songs like bleed yeah. into each other for me but yeah yeah yeah. so like i just feel like i don't know it's like weird like the way that or i think the other girl in that video was nikki T- who is julia fox's podcast oh yeah co-host. it was Nikki. like T- Cash. Yeah. it's like mm-hmm. the way everything's still so like <laughs> it's just crazy to me i don't know it's it's so major
0: and you have icons lurking in the background of some of the worst art of that period too like think about like FKA twigs being a dancer in the like price tag music video but yeah Disney and the K. do like, it like
1: a dude video yeah. yeah yeah like it's but it's like they had to do that and it's like and then it's fun to be able to look back at that stuff or like alexa demi being in the atm jam music video oh my
0: god heaven on earth like i mean talk about someone who has like lived
1: she's like a time so many keeper. lives yeah no, she really I, just, is. I adore her she's older than madonna
0: she she she's older than the hills like before there was time in memoriam there was alexa demi just like cosmically floating
1: exactly she might be god I would like that would be kind of funny like if like the second coming was like Alexa Dan-
0: yeah like she does like a god reveal on tiktok like right so I'm a deity so, like, I'm the one y'all have been waiting for she was just <laughs> like I was just
1: waiting for euphoria to wrap up and then I was gonna tell you all
0: <laughs> I would I I hope I can only we can only hope for like such a seismic cultural event
1: like that just feels like the reality we deserve at this point no offense like
0: i feel like does god have star quality
1: i kind of think so because my theory is that god left a long time ago yeah God got bored and left a long. god time is like it's ago. like michael
0: jackson vibes like god did what they did
1: but we're like if dip. if if god is michael jackson vibes then we're a jackson 5 album like he has moved on oh
0: we're we're not even jackson five like we're like that justin timberlake song where they use like the hologram
1: yeah of michael
0: jackson like, to, like spliced together the vocals he created
1: us and was like eh, this is like fine i'm gonna move on to the next thing
0: oh what a horrible horrible place to be and with that, I think, I think yeah, we have to wrap what, up. Oh, what's god. the
1: Wendy Williams like? Uh, it doesn't get much worse than this. This sucks.
0: It yeah, like it could be worse. Wait, this is the worst. Like, oh yeah. god, what a what a woman! I talk about star quality, um, Max. is was absolutely fantastic thank you for being here i think this is the longest episode to date too so we're we're this was an odyssey for people um well thank you for having me any truly any time um if you would like to be found on social media where can people find you
1: you can find me on twitter uh under fleetwood max with two underscores at the end um yeah
0: yeah and uh, definitely listen to Spinner's Club as well. It's a very good podcast.
1: Like Yes, we just dropped uh Ethel Kane episode today. Ooh. Yes. I that
0: I love that album so much. Um, though I wish she was a little less online, but that's a small quibble. Um you can find me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z, on Instagram at uh hmm, no. Oh, oh yeah, at Drew Haskins with Z's, and then follow at Crisis Twink Pod on. Twitter and Instagram for pod updates and memes, I guess. And with that, uh, bye everyone. Bye.